Welcome to another episode of Trap Talk. Today we have the pleasure of talking with Wyatt Debris from Nebraska. Wyatt is the sub-junior captain of the All-American team. Welcome to the show, Wyatt. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Welcome, Wyatt. How you doing? Rick, would you mind introducing Wyatt a little bit more than I just did? Yeah, absolutely. So Wyatt is the 2022 sub-junior captain. Wyatt started shooting in, I think it was June of 2020. And prior to that, his dad had called and and uh, talked to him about you know getting into shooting and stuff. But Wyatt is the two-time sub-junior All-American team member, 2022 captain. He also is the 2020 Rookie of the Year. Wyatt also just shot 20,100 targets last year. Quite a few targets for a, a sub-junior. That's awesome. Well, Wyatt, you know, one thing we wanted to ask you is, being as you're the ATA Rookie of the Year, did you know about that when you started shooting? Was that a goal of yours, or was that something that just happened? Yeah, it was definitely a goal from when I first got started. I definitely wanted to push myself. It was either all in or all out, and I wanted to push myself to be Rookie of the Year. And at the end of the year, I missed the All-American team by six points for sub-junior my first year. With only those three months. Yeah, and then I filled out the forms for the Rookie of the Year, and they called and told me I won and got me in the magazine and everything. So it was a really cool experience. Now, I got to watch you shoot a lot, and I know Ricky watched you shoot a lot and coached along the way. You know, tell the listeners what it's like to go from day one starting to being Rookie of the Year and, like, transition, because I know you got a lot of yardage that year. You were getting a lot of punches. I told mom I wanted to shoot trap as baseball season got canceled. So dad took me out to the range. I broke 15 on my first 25 I ever shot. And then kind of dad worked with me, Rick worked with me. You've obviously helped me a lot. Not so much in the first year, but in the years after. And it got me to be the shooter I am now. So, so a little backstory, Wyatt's dad, Justin Debris, and I shot against each other in high school. And... So then the, I think it was a year or two after high school, we shot some ATA and stuff. And then he just disappeared because he had to go to work. So he started, you know, he was farming, of course, and then started his trucking company. And then he had been off the map for quite a few years since, I guess, 94, maybe 93. Then he just came back in that 2020 and, and started shooting. So it was good. You know, he wanted to bring his son along. So we had chatted a little bit and it was funny. I got the phone call and I looked at the number and I was like, I bet this is Justin Debris. He come back and his dad shoots quite a bit. We all travel together, Wyatt and I and, and Justin. And then my son Tyler comes along occasionally. But it's it's been a, a fun road to watch Wyatt go from rookie of the year to where he is now being captain of the sub junior team. Yeah, and, and I remember this year you broke your first 200 at the Grand, correct? Yes, and my first run in singles was not, yeah, this year at the Grand. I was, do I was do you know how many hundreds in singles you've got now? Ooh. Close to 50. Okay, 50, 50. And I know you've broke hundreds in doubles. Do you know how many of those you've got roughly? I got eight and doubles. Eight and doubles. And, and how many of those hundreds did you break at the grant? 
you had three hundreds in the doubles at the grand, correct? Three in the two in the prelims and one in the main, right? And I broke a hundred in the aim grand as well. Oh, that's right. Okay. That was so you had four. That was it. So so really, you know, and, and just listening, you, you started out a little slow, rookie of the year, and then last year twenty one thousand targets roughly. What's that like juggling school, juggling shooting that high amount of targets? Do you feel the pressure from it? And how do you mentally cope with that stuff as a, as a, as a young shooter coming up? Definitely difficult. My principal has been really lenient. He helps me. He lets me get my work done when I get back. It normally doesn't take too long. I just go in whenever I need to get my work done. Most of the shooting's done in the summer. I was only home for two weeks of the whole summer, this past summer. And it's definitely, it's a push, but it gets me where I need to be. Do you love shooting all summer long, or do you feel like sometimes you would rather have a little bit of a break? I I prefer going, I'd rather shoot the four four weeks in a row than one week off, one week off, just keep going. Stay as long the as there's Remington shells in the Craig off and dad's pulling the trailer, you're just going and banging everywhere you go. Most definitely. Okay. <laughs> so, so on your style, you're a left-handed shooter, correct? Yes, sir. So left-handed, two eyes open, one eye? Two eyes. Two eyes. So tell the listeners your process from you know when you step into the post until you call pull for the target. And let us know, you know, where are you holding your gun? What are you doing to the target? And is there variations and change between your singles, handicap, and doubles? So with when I'm shooting, I listen to music when I shoot. So that's a big part. I'm just, it helps me stay focused. I'm not worried about listening to other people's targets, listening if they hit it or miss. I'm just trying to zone into my own zone. And uh, I shoot. On post three, even up with trap house, four on the corner, five I hold outside, and then one outside, two on the corner of the trap house. Going from singles back to handicap, it really depends on the wind for me. If we have a strong headwind, I'm going to raise my hold point. If the wind's on my back, I'm going to lower it. But the only thing that really changes is in handicap, I'm just, I don't move as far. It's more of a quick movement because I don't have to move as far being further back. Talking about handicap, Wyatt. So at the grand out of the prelims and the main grand, you never had a score lower than 91. Yes. And that was in the main grand. You went, I think it was like you went not you had a 91, a 92, a 93, and a 94, if I remember correctly, in the per, in the main grand. Then the prelims though I think your lowest was like 94. So, you know, you shot roughly. How, now, what did you have in the aim grand handicap? Do you remember? I think I had a 91. Okay. So, basically, a thousand handicap targets at Sparta. You're 14 years old. And, and you did not have a score under 91. That's a pretty big deal. I always said, you know, you break a score in the 90s from the 27 from the back fence then, you know, it's it's not a bad day. Granted, the weather was pretty good. You know, at the Grand, targets were set good. And there was quite a few high scores. But 
you shot very well handicapped and you shot well through the whole grand. I know you had a little hiccup in the, in the clay target, which happens. I, that happened to me and your dad the, the year before. The, I do remember that. Grand. You know, we made up for it that evening, but is there anything that you can say what helped you consistently break decent scores in handicap? Is there one thing, multiple things? I mean, it's it's kind of the pressure for me. It's the biggest stage there is in trap shooting in the U.S. And it's just, I have to go out. I have to perform if I want to be team captain. Me and Drake Reynolds were yep. really close. I had to go out there and break the scores because it's the grand. If you're not going to break a score in the 90s, you're guaranteed not going to get points. It's only 94 or 95 was bottom end of points. Mm-hmm. So I had to break the scores if I wanted to get any points in handicap because the way we were both shooting, we were both getting points in singles and doubles. Handicap was going to be the difference. How many points was the difference between you and Drake at the end of the year? Do you remember? I don't remember at the end of the year. I know we both went to the Cardinal Center, and it was 90 points difference. Yeah. But the Cardinal Center, a lot of the – some of the events didn't count for points. So I didn't have the total – exact total at the end of the year. It was roughly 100. Okay. So – and back it up to 2021 season, you were close also for captain. And that yeah. was kind of the, the same difference. I was going for – team captain that year also. So Wyatt ended up going with me to the Cardinal Classic and a last-minute deal. He bribed his mom and dad, and they were like, okay. So he went with me and and gave it a run and and finished. I think you were fifth or sixth on the team your first year. Is that what it was, sixth place, I think? I just got the points difference. It was 139. 139. Yeah. So now, so going from your – First year is actually making the team to this year being captain. What was it squads you shot with? I know we shot a lot together, traveling all over the country. We always shoot together. But is there anything that you could say helped you along the way besides your dad and I putting the credit card in the gas pump every freaking 250 miles? (laughs) Definitely the squads you shoot with. I always say if your squad's shooting good, you're shooting good. It just helps with your rhythm. Definitely just the practice. I shot 26,000 targets in 21 as opposed to 20,000, 21,000 in this past season. And it's just you got to be out there practicing if you want to get better. You get an angle, and then if you miss it once, then the next time you get it, you know you got to make a different move to it, and eventually it just all clicks and you do it consistently. Where do you normally practice at if you, if you're sticking around home and giving Nebraska? I practice at Crooked Creek Gun Club in Aurora or Jeff Murs. Okay. Those are the only two you don't shoot anywhere else? I shoot conference practice at Minden. And then when okay. I come shoot at Lincoln Trap and Ski. And Wyatt does shoot some other games. He's come down and, and shot some five stand and some some flyers and stuff. So now what are your goals for next year? Do you have goals planned out yet? I definitely want to be in that shoot off for the grand ring in doubles and singles and potentially handicap. 
that's my biggest goal in the season is what get to the point where I'm close to win a grand ring or win a grand ring. What about team, any other goals? Eat team captain. That'd be the other goal that's big for the season. Has you got one more year as a sub junior or two? Two. Two. So potentially you could go three time captain sub junior. Yeah, because my birthday's in October, so it's after that September deadline. So so you mentioned practice. I want to dive into that for a second. What type of practice are you doing? Are you just doing exactly what you do in the tournaments, or are there things that you're working on in practice that's a little different than when you shoot tournaments? There's definitely a lot less pressure when you're shooting the practice, and you can have fun with people, but you're out there for a reason, and you're not just going to go burn up shells and break the best score I can every single time. So you're always trying to hit the target. You're not trying to work on, I'm going to hold high today. I'm going to hold low today. I'm going to try things. You're just like, I know that this is what I like to do. And you're just trying to burn that into your brain as many times as possible at this point in your game. Yep, definitely. Now, I know Rick's helped you a lot. That being said, are there some things that, that he's taught you that you you know really live and die by at this point? Definitely the doubles hold points on four and five, or not on four and five, on one and two. Sorry, I shoot right to left the whole way through, yeah. but he's helped me a lot with my doubles on especially those first three posts. And Sean helped me a lot with going over there and switching to right to left on four and five. And my target, my scores went up tremendously. So you shoot them right to left every single time in doubles? Mm-hmm. On all the posts. So, so what made you change that, and why do you think it works so well for you? I'd say being left-handed helps, but it's pushing into my face on that first target, so I really get into that first target, and then it's released. So I just, I'm releasing back away from my body, and then I'm moving back down into that left target. Now, why is there any shoots that you want to go to this year different than the normal routine that you go to? We were talking about going to Arizona instead of Florida this year for the state shoot instead of the Southern Grand. And then we also talked about maybe going to the Kentucky state shoot instead of Kansas. Kansas is a shoot we always love to go to, but we've never been to Kentucky, and a lot of people say it's really good, so we wanted to try and shoot there. Keith Ditto country. (laughs) Bourbon country, Zach. Bourbon country. (laughs) Yeah, it's Kentucky. I've been to Kentucky. Great place to shoot. They throw great targets. I've only been there one year. Uh, you know, Arizona State shoot. Yeah, we've never shot that shoot. So hopefully looking forward to going there. Now, going into, you shoot junior high, not a high school. So you only get to shoot singles in, in the conference in Nebraska. Were you first last year for junior high? For what, con- yeah, conference you were first. What about the state shoot? I was sixth. Sixth. Okay. And there's roughly, what was there? Thousand kids, I think. Mm-hmm. I think roughly that. So the, the Nebraska youth program is huge. And that's where a lot of these kids grew up shooting. That's where I did. Justin did. So Wyatt's following in his dad's footsteps doing that. Now, do you have any goals for the, the state shoot this year for the high school state shoot? I definitely want to break a hundred. Getting that shoot off, I real I want to win the state shoot. 
be another thing to put on the accomplishment list. It's something I haven't done yet. So that'd be really cool to do as a junior still. When are you going to start practicing? Well, other than the year-round usual stuff, I think our team starts practicing in soon and be end of, end of January, start of February. One thing I wanted to ask you is being on a team – I know trap is a pretty individual sport. I was on a team back in college and that changed the dynamic for me. Do you feel differently when you're competing as a team versus when you're just going out there and competing on your own? Or do you just try to focus on your own thing? Not at all. It's, I just stay focused to myself. If the team wins or that's a cool sign bonus, but I go out there to win individual awards every week. You're just focusing on your own bird every single time. And then from there, whatever comes out of it, comes out of it. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, you know, I know you handle yourself very well for, for a young man. And, you know, you've got a lot of poise out there on the line. Are there things that you think you're doing that are helping you step to the next level in the game? Or are there tips that you would tell younger shooters to avoid in order to achieve higher scores? Definitely the feet placement is a big part of it. I know when I start moving away from my fundamentals and start feet, it affects my handicaps dramatically. Singles, I can still kind of shoot at an angle, but it's once I fix it, then it's back to those higher scores, 98s, 99s, 100s, stuff like that. So definitely make sure your feet position's right for what suits you and your handness would be the biggest thing for me. Where are you putting your hands on the front forearm? So to control speed. So further forward, the gun's going a little bit slower, a little bit back, you get a little bit more gun speed. Are you liking more gun speed or do you like it to be a little bit smoother? So definitely with your hand placement, I put my hand all the way at the end of the forearm and it's I kind of wait, make sure I know exactly where the target's going and then push through that target. You're just you're coming through that target with all of your energy trying not to stop the gun at any level. And you've got really good gun control and really good trigger control, as we've talked about before with other speakers. I've watched you on a windy target. You'll ride that thing out. I mean, your dad laughed one time on one of the 200s I watched you break. This target was going up, and I mean, it went up, and there was like a tornado on the field. And I was like, man, I wouldn't shoot that. I would just like not shoot and get another target. And why it's just riding this thing out all the way to the top and you broke it. I mean, you smoked it, but it's just that trigger control and, and that target going way out of the zone is what I've noticed is helpful on your singles, just watching you all the time. Yeah, that was the 200 and at the autumn this year. And that last target I had just went straight up, tall left, and I just wait to pull the trigger until I know I'm on it. That's something I've been good about since I first started shooting. I won't pull the trigger. I don't care if it's on the way down, nothing. I won't pull the trigger unless I know that I'm going to break it, or at least I think I'm on it. What do you see when you're saying, okay, it's time to pull the trigger? Is it a bead bird relationship, or is it just like you feel like your eyes are on it and and you're giving it a shot? So I just look, the only time I look at the beads would be to line up on the trap house so I have my positioning right for where I'm going to move. And then I just kind of zone the beads out of my, just kind of blind them with my eye, so to speak. And then I just 
move the gun. I watch where the target goes, and then through all the practice, I just move the gun. It's just a body feel, and I know where I'm going with it. Do you use a like a soft focus then a little bit, Wyatt? Yeah, definitely. We shoot a lot together, and you he is a more deliberate shooter at times. You know, he'll saddle, put a saddle on the target every once in a while and ride it out there, and then boom, it goes up. We're like, just not looking at Joe, like, okay, you know. Not like Joe Charnigo. No, no, no. When we had Joe Charnigo on the show previously, yeah, we, we call him Speedy Gonzalez. He just goes, pull, whap, pull, whap. But with you, it's pull, and you look at it, and I can see you looking at it, riding to it, and taking it out to the apex. Handicap, you shoot a little quicker, but singles, I mean, you're about as deliberate as I've seen. And with a lot of success, did you not run all the singles at Tucson at the last shoot, or did you miss one? I don't remember. 400 for 400. I was the only yeah. one in Tucson that broke them all. That's why we have you on here today, is not just because you're the captain, but because you're putting up big scores pretty consistently across the board. And I know a lot of people want to know what you're doing. That's the thing. We've got old listeners, young listeners, new shooters, people that have shot 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, whatever. And you've been shooting out for about four years, roughly three and a half. I know you've had some fast success, but, and I know we talked just a little bit about it for new shooters. Is there like multiple things that you look back on that helped you get to where you're at? Or is it like the determination, the practice, the Buckeye Valley trucking checkbook? Definitely. There has been some times, some shoots where I'm just not putting up the scores and then I'll go out with either you or Zach. And sometimes I just ask someone to watch me just to watch my feet, just to see what I'm doing different from what I normally do. Yeah. And once I correct it, I'm back to normal and shooting how I should be. Or we chew on your butt a little bit and get you mentally back, Jack. Gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> so, so are you trying to stay pretty empty in the brain when you're going to a target with the music on? Or are you, do you have like a pre-shot saying like, look at the target, see the target? Because I know, I know myself, I just say, hold still, see the target or see the target when I call pull. And I know Ricky uses a key phrase. Do you use key phrases or do you pretty much just try to go as empty as possible, listen to the music and go? Empty as possible. I know. When I first started out shooting, I would shoot behind my dad. And if he'd miss one, I'd go, oh, don't miss, miss. And you can't think about that, because I, which I've fixed. Now, if someone misses, I just zone it out. And that's part of the reason why I listen to the music. It just empty brain. Don't think about anything except for my targets. You're, you're thinking about targets and turtles, though. Come on. Just the targets. Just Okay. I'm just checking. That's a. That's just a little wisecrack at Wyatt. Anything else you want to ask Wyatt today, Rick? Is there anything we're missing? I think we've done pretty good. I mean, we can definitely have him back on the show. We got listeners out there that want to ask specific questions for the, the youth shooters. They can definitely send them in and we can get Wyatt back on anytime. I think it was great having you today, Wyatt, because we've focused on interviewing a lot of people that have had a lot of years of success. And I know we've had a, a lot of emails in for people to request someone young that is going through it. And yep. it's it's different when you're going through it and you're starting from the beginning 
than when you've been shooting the gun for 20 or 30 years. And I think it's hard for us sometimes to, to look back and remember what that felt like and how, how you transition moving forward. And I think it's going to be exciting to see you continually have success and move forward. So we're really excited to watch that. With that being said, Wyatt, is there anyone that you would like to thank? Is there anything that you would like to say before we get out of here today? I definitely want to thank Remington with the shell sponsorship, Winnig for my custom stock, Krigoff, which the gun I shoot, you, Zach, Rick, Sean Holly for helping me with my doubles, and mom and dad for the checkbook, the travel fees. Yeah, I, I think I think Buckeye Valley Trucking really needs a big shout out today. They've been definitely definitely taking care of some McDonald's on the way to the shoots for, for a few of us. So we appreciate you, you, it. You know why? I really believe Buckeye Valley should be the sponsor and Buckeye Valley trucking should be picking up that fuel bill. Don't you agree? Oh, I, I think it should. See, be that's what I think. We'll, we'll have to talk to your dad about that. You know, we're, we can outnumber him. We love having you on the squad, Wyatt. Every time we come to the RV, there's snacks, there's cold water, there's lunch meat. It's, it's great. We, I ain't going to work. And there, there will be snacks. <laughs> well, Wyatt, we're, we'll see you at the next shoot. And we appreciate you sharing your story with us today. And uh, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me.